It's time now for Keeping It 100 with Dory. Sponsored by the Derek Olivier Institute, Keeping It Real with Dory is designed to analyze, discuss, and develop positive outcomes to help stop the violence in the community. Now, let's go to the studios. Here's our show host, Edmund Davis. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships. When you apply, you'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. And thank you for tuning in to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, making history one generation at a time. We are broadcasting from Arkansas Baptist College in downtown Little Rock's historic Dunbar neighborhood. We're just three lights from the Arkansas State Capitol building, the seat of power in a natural state. Keeping It 100 with Dory comes on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Buffalo Radio. We are the newest HBCU radio station in the nation. We are America's only known weekly radio show that discusses black male homicides. And of course, we all know it's the number one killer for black males ages 1 through 44 in the United States of America. Folks, that's a problem. We have to address that. We have to seek the solutions moving forward. We got to get behind God and press forward, okay? So again, uh, we have a number of special guests coming on today. Today's guest is a guy that I've known 
uh, since high school. Okay, he's been tr blazing trails, uh, coaching and mentoring, so on and so forth. Before, before I talk further about him, I would just want to give a couple more acknowledgments, and those acknowledgments goes towards, uh, I want to say thank you to Arkansas Baptist College, and I want to say thank you to uh, the uh, organizers for the um, career fair. Yes, the career fair. We had a nice career fair, folks, the 2022, okay, the summer 2022 career fair at Arkansas Baptist College last week was a success. All right, we all know these are protective factors. That's right, we talk about protective factors because guess what? Employment is one of them. Okay, so we wanna keep our young students employed. We wanna further empower our neighborhoods with job opportunities, okay? Sometimes we gotta create our own legal jobs. That's what we do. That's what we did, that's what we've always have been doing, okay? So a shout out goes to everyone that are involved in that and those students that showed up and also the folks that are not affiliated with the school who just came onto our campus to receive those blessings, okay? Also a shout out goes to EME, all right, Empower My Environment for the Peace Walk and the other organizations that were involved, Chris Pettis and the Helping Hands Foundation, uh, Mayor Frank Scott and all the persons who were involved. We wanna say thank you again to Arkansas Baptist College for allowing us to, to walk through, allowing them to walk through. I was in Ohio this past week and I didn't have a chance to partake in the endeavor, but still, the Peace Walk was a success and we all know that's pretty much awareness. The real work comes not in the classroom, Okay, it comes at home. The real work comes with being employed. Real work comes with being a coach. The real work comes with a, being a mentor. The real work comes with a mental health concerns to be addressed. Real uh, health comes with uh, those types of social and emotional uh, issues lined up. Okay, so again, peace to the Peace Walk Advisors uh, moving forward. We will have no Professor David Sex segment today because we want to jump right into the conversation talking with Coach Dworski Odom here. And uh, before we get to hear his voice, let me give you a little bit about his background. Dworski Odom was born in Georgia, Cordell, Georgia. He was, of course, uh, he and his mother moved to Philly. Y'all know that's my hometown, West Philly in the house. He moved to Philly, PA, when he was four years old. Of course, he moved to South Philly after spending a few years in South Philly. Dworski and his mother moved to West Philly, all right, where he spent, uh, went to middle school, Shoemaker, shout out to Shoemaker Middle School back in the day. Dworski moved to the middle school area, of course. Then he went to Overbrook High School, for those that don't know, Overbrook is known for more than Dworski Odom, is known for Will Chamberlain, the Big Dipper, and also John Drubbin and others. I'm sure Coach Odom will shed more light on that as he partakes in our discussion, okay? But uh, Coach Odom played uh, football, varsity football, that is, for two years, and ran varsity track, where he made a name for himself, not just nationally, but internationally, okay? As a professional track star, all right? Dworski ended up winning the 100, the 110 high hurdles, the 200, three years in a row, at the Philly Public School Championships. Dworski became a state champion, of course, when the Overbrook boys won a state indoor meet in 1995. I was there, folks, I remember that, okay? Of course, uh, where Dworski, of course, broke three state records, and that's in the 55 meters, the 55 meter hurdles, and of course, in the 200, Dworski finished the season breaking high school national records uh, in that same day. And is still the only high school track athlete to ever break national records uh, in two different events. All right, Dworski held the American Junior record in 100 meters for 15 years. Also, Coach Odom graduated from, of course, uh, Overbrook High School in 95, which had one of his largest classes ever, all right? And a few years after graduation from high school, uh, Dworski was inducted into the PIAA Hall of Fame. Of course, uh, he was also inducted into the, um, the Sports Hall of Fame as well. Dworski went on to college where he became a 16-time All-American, where he won two national uh, titles with uh, Division II schools, of course, at St. Augustine's College, where he is, of course, 
uh, now that's a university now, okay? So St. Augustine's University, I stand corrected. Also, Dworsky ran for St. Augustine. He also uh, was a national champion and was named Division II Athlete of the Year in that season as well. Dworsky graduated in 2001 with a degree in Human Services as well as Wellness. Of course, while still being a student at St. Augs College, Dworsky gave up his last year of eligibility to sign with Nike. It was one of the top 110 high hurdles for the United States and in the world in 2000. Dworsky went to the semifinals in terms of the uh, Olympic trials in 2000, and that was in the 110 high hurdles. And he went on a run for Nike for six years successfully before he retired in 2006. And of course, Dworsky became head coach of the uh, illustrious Overbrook High School in 2005. Since then, Coach Odom has, of course, brought many of students there to that school. He has obviously helped out and been a mentor to a countless students moving forward. Of course, over 10 city uh, championships, individually speaking, and countless other runners. The past eight years, Overbrook has had one of the best track records uh, in terms of the state of Pennsylvania and the country. Dworsky has spent over, sent over 30 kids to colleges on track scholarships to universities like University of Missouri, Kansas, Hampton University, Texas Tech, so on and so forth. Of course, there's much to say about this man, folks. Again, we ran against each other. It was no competition when I ran against Dworsky, but it was for anybody, okay? But uh, definitely that mile relay was something that we had battles with them in Chester and Glen Mills back in the early to mid-90s. And so without further ado, folks, I want to welcome to uh, Keeping It 100, Coach Dworsky Odom. What's up, Coach D? I appreciate it, good brother. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, man, all is well, man. It's an honor to have you on the show where we talk about solutions and seeking uh, solutions and whatnot to uh, protective factors, man. How you been? I've uh, been good. You know, um, just working hard, um, trying to give the youth uh, the best I can give them and just try to let them see, let them know it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Man, it's a, it's a good thing. And, and real quick, you know, give the Keeping It 100 with Dory, give the audience, give the listeners here two facts about you that I didn't state that you can't find on Wikipedia or any PIAA sports magazine. You know, go ahead and teach us on some things. That... Two facts. Two, two or three facts. Two? I can give you two. Okay, yeah, give me, give me two. <laughs> I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you two. Uh, the fact that I'm from Georgia, I love to cook. I can pick, I can, I can cook my tail off. I love to cook. <laughs> and the other fact, I, I love photography. I think I love photography just as much as I love coaching track. Wow, see, I didn't know yeah. that. We go back to the early '90s, and I, I didn't know that. But and again, that's why yeah. we always give that platform. So we're smarter now, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I got that same thing. And my wife listening, she'll she'll tell you too. I love to cook, and I'm not a master chef or executive uh, sous chef, but I can get down. <laughs> you know how we can get down. <laughs> yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, real quick, Coach, how did you uh, know that track and field was the ticket for you to excel athletically? How did you know that? Um, to be honest with you, um, I really didn't know. Um, I really didn't. Even though I ran all of them amazing times, I really didn't know how good I was. Um, I had a conversation with my mom one day and my mom, in my senior year. And regardless, I'm number one in the country. I'm top five in the world at my age. At one point, was number one in my age category in the world. And um, she was like, baby, I don't got no money for you to go to college. Mm. And I was just told, I said, don't worry about it. I got it. Um, and that right there was my first really, to be honest with you, thought like, all right, I'm gonna go to college. Even though I had everybody coming after me, 
right. it still wasn't registering that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was my ticket out. And right. so my mom basically said, like, listen, I don't have the money for you to go. I wish I did. And the fact that I was able to say to her, don't worry about it. I got it. It's going to be taken care of. You're going to have to pay it down. Right. Um, that right there, that, that I realized that was my ticket for the first time ever. And I think that was the first time I actually looked at myself like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm really good. I'm wow. really good. So that was, I, I, I feel like that was my ticket. That was it right there, that conversation I had with my mother. Okay, definitely. Uh, you know, I noticed how um, people have those conversations. It's always uh, eternally from someone in the house, whether it's mom, dad, aunt, uncle, and sometimes, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, because you know, it's, it's cause I, I, when I, when I first started running, it was, it was just to have fun. Yeah. You know, it was never, oh, this is gonna be my way out. You know, I wanted to play basketball. Ba- you know, basketball is actually my favorite sport. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I love basketball. So yeah. I thought that was going to be my way out. But, you know, I was stuck at 6'2", and I couldn't dribble. I just didn't <laughs> jump out the gym. <laughs> and, and back then, that was when Rasheed Wallace was, was, was handling folks at 6'11", 6'10". Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was blessed to be able to uh, um, compete against him and, and watch him um, do his thing on the basketball court as well, on the track as well. Yeah, yep. You know, he was a heck of, he was a heck of an athlete. Yep, sure was. I remember him in the two and in the, in the high the high jump. Yes. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, definitely. Uh, what, in your opinion, is your greatest accomplishment in sports? Hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sports can it contribute to it. I'm not. It's not gonna be. I'm about to admit, it's not running. Okay. I, I, I'm, but I'm gonna just say, sports contribute to this accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And out of all my accomplishments, and, and me being, I mean, you know the Brook, you know Brook, you yep. know how Brook is dealing with sports and just in general the legacy of the school. Right. You got the Will Chamberlain. Yep. Uh, you, you got so many guys. You yep. know what I mean? That you had to look up to and you wanted to be a part. So my my main focus was always I wanted to be a part of Overbrook Hall of Fame. That was like the number one thing. I wanted to be in the Marble Hall and I wanted my plaque right, if not next to Will Chamberlain, not too far from his. Wow. And um, I was able to, I I, I conquered that. That that happened, you know, a few years ago where I was inducted inducted into the Old Brook um, Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, most people say I should have been there. Um, I don't look at it like that. You got to earn that. Right. You gotta, you gotta earn that. And when I look at the people that's in that hallway, that's on the walls, I just be like, I made it. Right. And for me, that was like, and you know, regardless of teams I made and national championships I won and all that, you know, signing with Nike, oh, that's that's great. Believe me, that's great. But where it started from was them hallways and the fact that my picture is up there, and my athletes get a chance to, to see that, and they can be like, all right, if coach can do it, I can do it too. Yeah. So for me, that in sports, that's my biggest accomplishment, to be honest with you. Okay, and I appreciate that because uh, I was thinking this before our time, but my sister, my big sister, shout out to Lillian Davis. She ran for uh, mm-hmm. Overbrook. Lillian Davis, her, as you probably saw a picture of her up there. She might be up there too. Oh yeah, she is. She's up there. <laughs> yep, that's She's my oldest there. sister. So I'm gonna make sure that she listens to you uh, on on the show. I, I can't wait to plug her in on it and. Definitely. Yeah. My dad used to always talk about your sister this, your sister that. I'm like five years old. Like, okay. But uh, definitely. um, Oh, yeah. Brooke has a legacy. 
that's known all over the country. And you have, yes, yes, and, and what you're doing is you're just helping to add on to that, even in you know your stage now is being a mentor and, and a coach and a, and, and, a, and a provider, man. So again, credence and kudos to you moving forward on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. So um, real quick, Coach, why did you decide to become a protective factor to disadvantaged youth, a master coach? What put you on that line of uh, profession after you retired and many people go into broadcasting or they write books, and I'm sure you might do that too, but, but still, what made you decide to go into being a protective factor as a coach at the illustrious Overbrook High School of West Philly? Um, to be honest with you, my, my former middle school coach, uh, Mr. Stern, Ken Stern, that's my guy, mm-hmm. um, he called me. And mind you, I've never thought about being a coach. Right. Never. Didn't want to do it. Never. Matter of fact, when, they, when he called me, I, I wasn't watching a track meet. I, I didn't own a pair of running sneakers. <laughs> I, I, mean, I didn't own nothing. Spikes. And I, man, I was done with track and field, brother. I mean, when I say done, I'm, I was like, I gave this sport everything I had to give. Yep. I'm out the door. I want to be human now. I don't, you know, I don't want people stopping me, asking me questions, autographs, like this, that, and the third. And he called me up and he was like, can you be my head coach? And I was like, no. <laughs> and he was like, because I didn't want to take on a task. And I think more of it, it was, it might have been some insecurities, not, not, you know, with myself, like, how can I make the next Jaworski and people looking at me, which I'm, I'm going to be on, I'm always under a microscope anyway. It don't even matter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I said, I won't be, he finally called me again and I said, I'll be the assistant. You get a head coach, I'll be the assistant. And when I became the assistant coach, I um, I seen how bad the program was. Uh, I seen kids in, like, the little dicky uniform, like, they dip, like they about to get rid of trash or something, like, yeah. warming up and swapping uniforms back and forth so they can run and run it in Jordans. And I'm like, oh, this is not the program I remember. <laughs> this is not the program that – made Jaworski who Jaworski was and I was like it hit me hard and I was just like you gotta do something Right. I don't know what but you gotta do something and then the next year came around and I said I'll take the head coaching job okay. um, and it was it was it was rocky mm-hmm. and you know Mr. Stern he really talked to me he was like you know he told me from the jump he said listen I see you like you're busting your butt you're doing it he said but you gotta understand there's only one Jaworski and you can't make another one you can make who they can be, that person name, who they can be, but you can't right. make another one. I think I was stuck trying to do that. And once I put that to the side, you know, that I think that's when the maturity came in. That's when the, the mentoring came in. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, the just the love of, I'm not going to say the sport, right? but just the love of giving a, a, a youth an opportunity uh, for them to shine and do something for themselves to let them know, like, okay, listen, it's more than me than West Philly. It's more than me than wherever you are in this city in Philadelphia or from this state. Like it's more to you. And I've been blessed and you know, Mr. Stern put me in positions where I can I can do that. Wow. Where I can do that. And that's and that's genuinely where it started. People just think automatically, like, oh yeah, you was gonna be a coach. Nah nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I, I didn't. I just wanted to be I wanted to, you know, just be not not even a normal athlete. I just wanted to be a normal person. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I know a lot of former professional athletes can, you know, can, can test to this and and 
you know, getting stopped all the time and people want to tell all, they want you to tell this story and that toy story. Some people like it. I don't, you know, I don't mind indulging a little bit, but I'm the kind of person when I'm away from the track, I'm away from the track. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? That That's just, that's, I, that's always been my makeup. That's always been me. Like my kids can call me. Like if we away from the track, my kids can talk, call me and we can talk about life. I don't want to talk about no track. We had, we had four hours to talk about track. But if you call me after the track, we we want to talk about like I'm I'm with that all day. I'm with that all day. There it is. There it is. And folks, that's Coach Dworski Odom, a living legend. And we're gonna take our first commercial break and we'll be right back with Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100 Door here on Buffalo Radio. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships. When you apply, you'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. I want to give a shout out to Mama Alma Olivier and also to Papa Joseph Olivier, uh, Felicia, Sister Olivier. Of course, also want to give a shout out to uh, Antoine Olivier, the Olivier family, and their, of course, uh, awesome family in South Louisiana. They are the parents of Derek Olivier. This station, Dory, the acronym Derek Olivier Research Institute for the Prevention of Gun Violence is named in their son's name. Of course, we're coming up on the uh, 10th year. This is the 10th year. It'll be in two months, rather, in September. The 27th was the day that he lost his life, changing the spare tires as a college freshman. And, of course, we determined as a school at that time that uh, we would not 
just let him die in vain. And so now we have resources. And this radio station is pretty much radio therapy to those who have, uh, have a message for us, like Coach Odom does. And so we appreciate him and what he's doing. And also the Olivier family for giving us the green light to uh, have this show and this station in their uh, son's name as far as the program is concerned. Okay, so we uh, thank you for being on again, uh, Coach Odom. And uh, definitely, uh, that was some good intel that you gave us. Man, you, you're a cook, man. I, I didn't know that, man. Look, bringing food to track meets. <laughs> Definitely the indoor meets, you know. So uh, going back going back in the day. But, but real quick, though, Coach. Now, it's, what's, what's been the biggest hindrance, in your opinion, what's been the biggest hindrance to most of your student athletes' mindsets uh, in Philly or anywhere? What's been the biggest hindrance that you've experienced to most uh, young people that I want to do things. What's held them back so far? Um, that, that's a that's a really really good, a really good question. And I um, I, I I do a lot of thinking, right? Especially when it's dealing with the youth and becoming a coach and dealing with um, you know, you know my, my you know the my young men and young ladies in the black community. One of the biggest thing I notice is is that self-esteem piece mm-hmm. um, that they can, they can be somebody that they can be great. And a lot of times, you know, they don't, they're not used to hearing somebody saying, yo, good job. Yo, uh, you did your thing on that. If you do this, you're going to be even better. They're not used to that acknowledgement. You know, a lot of times they used to that negativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, 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 they used to that and they're not used to somebody showing that they care so what happens a lot is in the beginning in the be- beginning because i'm gonna get you mm-hmm. i'm gonna get you i'm, 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 t- I'm gonna get you yep. in the beginning it's always that that guard i don't really know like he acting like he care but he, that other person did too and that other person really didn't care he just yeah. used me you know what i mean and yeah. and one thing I, I i get my kids to know i know about me is in the beginning when you know that that guard is up i tell him i said listen i am i can be a complete idiot i'm letting you know this right now because i'm going to challenge you physically and mentally but one thing you need to know about me i love my kids i love hard and i'm gonna make sure you have everything you need to be successful in life and once they feel they see that and one thing i know one thing you know about kids you know this too they can sense somebody fake. They can smell it a yep. mile away, <laughs> yep. and they know they and they know genuine. You, they know genuine. The staff at my school, because I'm, I'm an administrator at Overbrook right there, at mm-hmm. Overbrook now. I'm not, not, not a teacher no more. I gave up that role to become administrator. And 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 the staff always say they would like, you know, they'd like Odom. You like the rough one? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, because I say they're gonna be our leaders right there. Yep. You know what I mean? I, I say they're gonna be the leaders. You you get them. So go the direction you want them so they can see it. Mm-hmm. And once they see it, and they're aggressive. And, and I love that part. Once they see it, they attack it. And then they be like, appreciate it, coach. Yes. You know, and, and I think that's the biggest barrier, getting, you know, the inner city kid to understand that they are somebody. You are special. And you're special to people that genuinely care about you. And, 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 once I get them, oh man, it's, it's a done deal. Like you can't even look at me sideways. My kids look at you like, who are you looking at? Like, right. like they, 
they it, it, that defense mechanism. It's like I'm like, hold on, I'm the protector. Then they feel like they gotta protect me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yep. once you able to 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 grab hold of them and, and get them to understand what they have to offer, uh, it's smooth selling. Um, for me, to some it's to, for some people it's 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 hard, but for me, I think it. It's not hard because I've been down there. I've been down that road. Like I had people just wanted to use me just because of who I am, what my name is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 listen, I got about a thousand coaches, brother. I got a, I got about a thousand coaches that coach me, and they like I'm like, oh okay. And I don't dog you out. I just like, oh, okay. I don't even know you. <laughs> right. You said you don't coach me, and that's probably because you don't had a conversation with me about something. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that means they coach me. You know what I mean? But I think the biggest piece what you know our inner city is is trust and, and, and getting them to bring that guard down so they can see that you're a genuine person and you really want them to be successful um and that's really it like you know what i mean with me i, I that, that was a really good question i like that question yeah yeah and you know i, I was looking and doing some research and you know we i, I spent my first 19 almost 20 years living in pennsylvania 16 17 mm-hmm. in philly and I looked at the numbers from last year. It was absurd. It's embarrassing. And I read the Philadelphia Inquirer today. It says, quote, 300 people have been killed in Philly homicides already this year. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, 200 days. And it's like, wow, 300? So mathematically, I'm thinking, this is, this is some ungodly activity going on. And we already know it. And a lot of the shooters and the victims are young people. And it says here, and I'll read it to you here. 300 people right. have been killed. And of course, in fewer than 200 days, according to the police, a grim toll has been fueled by the alarming violence in July. And it said this, and I had to stop reading this, Coach Dew. I said, I had to stop reading this. It said, 43 people have died in two and a half weeks. I want to drop this cell phone so bad. 43 people in two and a half weeks. What is your take on that? <sighs> right. Man. Um, and. I can't speak about nobody else, but for me, it makes me even want to go even harder. Um, you know, in the last, since the pandemic started, you know, COVID came in effect, you know, I, I, I probably lost, man, I don't know, 12, maybe 13 students. And I'm talking about, I know them personally, like wow. be on, be on, was on zoom call with them and say, they like, all right, coach D I, I, I see you Monday. And I'll be like, all right, boy, you be good. Right. I'll holler at you later. And then I get a phone call hour ahead, two hours later that they gone. Wow. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to answer your question, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch it up right. real quick. Gotcha. I had a, before I became an administrator, I had a class. I was teaching a, a junior seminar course. And in this class, I had multiple kids that's been shot and I had multiple young men that's been shot. And I had multiple young men that had ankle monitors on. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation. I always challenge my kids. And I'm and my kids know I'm very direct. I play no games. Right. I'm going right at you. And I said, um, what's going on in the street? Why are y'all killing each other? And the young man said, Coach didn't be honest with you. He said, It's pride. He said they don't have anything to do with no real beef. It's pride. Mm-hmm. Nobody know how to walk away from each other. And they're like, you know what? You got it. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Nobody don't nobody don't know what that 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 I don't think they know the meaning of saying, I'm sorry, I apologize. Right. They they think you less of a man. I have no problem saying I apologize. Excuse me, brother. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got it. I apologize. 
You know what I mean? Right, and right. I, when that young man told me pride, and I was just like, wow, for him to understand, and mind you, he was shot. Right. And, right. and, and, and almost died right before school uh, got out. And he, he said this, and that stuck with me for, man, months. And I will always go back to it before I stop teaching my class. And I was like, I, I, I see his name in class. I was like, boy, I can't stop thinking about what you said. Mm-hmm. And it's pride. And it really is pride. It has nothing yeah. to do with anything else. Yeah. It has yeah. nothing to do with anything else. It's the, and, these, and these individuals, they know each other. It's not like they don't know each other. Like it's they all relationship. They, they have relationships. Yeah. yeah. Like through second, fifth grade, before high school and all that. Like they were tight. And then these little rifts start happening and nobody just don't let anything go because you know these people dying over nothing Mm -hmm. so for me with him saying that and getting back to the question it just made me go harder and and just that's one of the reasons why i don't have a problem coming out my pocket and paying for a meet in north carolina or paying for a meet in 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 new york so my kids can see something different i can take my kids and be like look this duke university this university north carolina or this st augustine university they'd be like Yo, I want to come here. Now they know they were like, right, it, I, I need to get away from that. Mm-hmm. I need to get away from that. And then I also, I, 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 I do my best to install my kids. Like, it's nothing wrong being friends with somebody that's doing not not they're not doing what you're doing, but they're associates. You can still be like, hey, what's going on, and keep it moving. Right. You want to surround yourself with people that's doing the right thing because they're gonna put you in position. And it's going to open up plenty of doors for you to be successful down the line. Right. It's going to be, it's really going to put you in, 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 in position to be successful. So I try to take anything that I can do to help them. Um, even to the point I worked at Central last week for the first time. I worked at Central last month. I've never been in Central. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll never go in Central High School, but I went in there. And I seen the things that Central had to offer their students, their young men and young women. And I told my principal, Dr. Johnson, um, the day before yesterday, I said, that even made me want to go harder because I want, I want our kids to have that too. Right. Even if we're not a special mid school, our kids should have that too. Mm-hmm. You know, and just getting them to understand and, and, and do some things, it's, 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 it's been working. It's just to try to, you know, try to do the best to keep them out of the way. And, right. you know, it, it's it's hard, though, being out here. Brother, I'm yeah. not even going to lie. You know, you hear that term, it you know, it is what it is. You in the trenches, I, I, man. You're in the trenches where, where we both are. You got the ones that are just yeah. a little bit younger than my students. I got the adults here and, and at the higher ed level, but a lot of them are 17, 18, and they think like they're younger than that, and some of them are 24 and 25, and they think like they're 19 or 20. So Right. Yeah. Right, and I and I just can't get used to death. Not that kind of death, anyway. I just it is not it, it's not is what it is. I just can't get that. You know, no, no, it's not. Yeah. And you know, and they and, and my and the guys that get around me, you know, they 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 get like that. You know, and people don't. One thing about me, it's just not overbrook. I'm I'm a help whoever that right. that comes to me for assistance about life, about coaching, about whatever. I got you. And I always tell my athletes, and no matter you went to Overbrook or wherever, once you're one of mine, you're one of mine, period, for the rest of your life. And I'm, you only have to wear orange and black. That's just called a general, servant heart. you're one of mine, I got you. You got a servant heart, coach. That's a servant heart, and that's just how God designed you. Everybody's not designed like that. I, I believe I have the servant heart, too, but definitely 
Right. So that, that, that's what that is. And so what advice can you give young coaches who have student athletes that experience trauma or have been immensely impacted by traumatic experiences? That's a lot of brothers in Philly. That's a lot of people here in Little Rock. Mm -hmm. It's crazy everywhere all mm -hmm. over this country. But uh, what, what would you say to that? Get to know them. Okay. Get to know them. Get, get, get to know the individual or whoever. Just get to know them. So it, it, I think, you know, that is weird, though. What, what helps me with that, and I, and I, and I have a, my, one of my former athletes is the head coach at Girls High, and we talk all the time. Coach Blackwell, we talk all the time. And one of the things that he's picking up is getting to know his athletes individually. And I'm like, you get to know them, and you can have a better understanding where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be closed-minded, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I hear the music they listen to. I can be like, oh, that crap. Da, da, da. No. I'm going to listen to it because I need to know what they're getting out of it. I need to know, you know, what, what feelings they're getting out of it. And I can use that to my advantage to, to, to help with certain traumas, to help with just having a conversation. And you know the crazy thing? A lot of time, they just want to talk. They don't want you to say nothing. Right. They literally just want you to shut up. Listen. Listen to me. Yep, listen yes. to me cry out to you yep. you know what I mean cry out I'm crying out to you just listen to me and then once I'm finished crying then you can be that 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 life vest or that or you know what I mean that that boat that's going to save me pull me out the water mm -hmm. then that you you can do that but right now I just need you to listen to me because I'm drowning I'm gonna give you that I'm gonna give you the the, the the ability to pull me out the water from keep me from drowning but right now I'm drowning I need you to hear me while I'm drowning and I, I'm, I'm very open-minded. I'm very open-minded. I've always, I try to look at things always in both ways. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not, and the crazy thing, not dealing, I think I only, only trauma I had to deal with, you know, coming up really is, 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 is the murder of my dad. You know what I mean? When yeah. I was younger, that's it. Yeah. The trauma that these kids go through, I can't even. It's hard to fathom. Like I, it, oh man, I, I realized I think I realized like a couple of years ago, like death depressed me. Like I'm like, cause it was so much I couldn't take it. At one point, I just deleted social media because that's all you see was mm -hmm. death, 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 yep. death, death, death. Yep. And I couldn't take it no more. My heart couldn't take it no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when they're so young and not having a chance to live, and you know, and, and they're not like, processing it correctly. They don't have a way of processing because you think you got a right. celebration and somebody else dies. It's like I just had a moment to just cheer and. All of a sudden, somebody else is dead. It happens 50, every 50 minutes mm -hmm. in this country. Yep. A young black male is killed by another young black male. Yep. And it, we can't even, we can't process the trauma. It's, it's just coming in. Can't. Oh, man. Can't. And I think that's what me having a youth team here um, West Philly that, that, that doesn't just provide service for West Philly or Philly, outside of West Philly, outside of Philly at Jersey, you know, my youth team just do it. And the kids go through so much, but I give them that hour and a half to two hours to just to get away from all that, right? Practice mm -hmm. starts. The crazy thing, practice starts at 6.30, right? My kids are there by 5.30. My kids don't leave until like 8.30. I'm like, yo, I got to go home, <laughs> y'all. Like, and they just want to keep. Right. They want to keep. They want to just keep talking. And the crazy thing is, it's about life. Right. You know, it's about life. You know, they want to hear how, you know, and I'm a big history guy. So they want to hear how it was back in the day at Brook or just how things was in the city. And a lot of times with me, I just want to, you know, I want to hear what's going on with y'all. You know, my, you know, my kids know I'm, I'm a crazy sneakerhead. Like I'm a big time sneakerhead. You know what I mean? I, I gotta have sneakers. That's oh, just, yeah. 
it's just me. And then one thing, even while I'm a big time sneakerhead, majority of it, I give it away anyway. That's my way. <laughs> I just give it away. Hey, coach. Um, but we we gotta um just before we close out, we got we got a little bit of time left. Give us yes, sir. ways that the to my Philly listeners, to my New York listeners, to my Chester County listeners, those who are listening to Coach Dworsky on right now. Give them, Coach, do any information that they need to contact you to reach out or to support Overbrook High School's track team. How can people reach out to you before we close out your session? Uh, easy, easy way to, to get at me. I'm uh, just, you know, hit me up on Instagram. Um, it's Dewey1026, D-E-W-E-Y, 1026. You can friend request me. Um, you got any questions you want to ask me? And I get hit up a lot about just asking questions in general. They want to talk to me. All right, listen, I'm open. Just, they can get in contact with me just like that. That's the easiest way. Okay. Folks, there you have it. Coach Dworski Odom, head coach of high schools, uh, Overbrook High School's rather track team, a good friend of mine. We go back to the early 90s as competitors and now uh, friends, and we're, we're in this fight together, and, and it's a never-ending yeah. one. And uh, we, yeah. we have to get behind the Lord and, and march forward, whether it's using track or books or uh, any other type of mechanisms or device. Coach Odom, we appreciate you. We appreciate all that you do to you and your staff, to Overbrook. Shout out to Overbrook High School. Also, shout out to West Philly High School, too, and Coatesville High School, my high schools. But thank you, sir. Uh, we will contact you in a little bit and bring you back for the show, hopefully, in the future. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you. I really do appreciate it for giving me this, this, this platform to, yes, to yes. talk about what's going on in my community and, and the surrounding communities and throughout the United States. So I, I, I truly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Now we'll be right back with Keep It 100 Door here on Buffalo Radio. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 $500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. 
Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. All right, welcome back to Keeping It 100 on Dory here on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. We, again, we thank uh, Coach Dworski Odom, head coach of Overbrook High School's track team in West Philly. Uh, of course, that school is known for a number of things. Track and field is one of them. And uh, he gave some interesting insight on how to respond responsibly to uh, young people, whether they run track or not, whether they're Overbrook students or not. So, again, kudos to Coach Odom for all that he's done and all that he is doing right now. Okay, uh, next up we have, uh, oh, and this right here is, is uh, you know, Miss, Mr. Keita Rowe. We, we have a mother of Davion Edwards Rowe. And for those who don't know, uh, Miss Rowe lost her son uh, five days ago in Chicago, I believe, and, and she'll set the record straight on a number of things. But uh, we just thank uh, her for having the strength, having the courage, and, and just being here, she didn't have to take this phone call. She didn't have to respond to what I said when I mentioned uh, what we knew down here in Little Rock, Arkansas, home of uh, you know his academic prowess, he being Davion when he attended Arkansas Baptist College. I had this young man, I had this scholar, I had this brilliant, uh, superhuman person, wrestler as a student, you know, at Arkansas Baptist College, and uh, I got word that you know, his life was cut short when I was in Ohio a few days ago uh, before I was heading out to a stage and just trying to help out with the uh, project that I was working on. And so um, it just caught me by surprise. You know, for those listening, this happens between 25 and 18 times a day, young black males or just black males in general, ages 1 through 44, lose their lives tragically. And again, you know, it's been maybe three times since I've been a host and producer of this show that it's happened. And our latest person that we're going to talk about, and we're going to honor him today, that's Davion Rowe. And so, of course, he's a college graduate. And uh, I have his mother, Ms. Chiquito, online here. She's going to, you know, give us a little bit more about, you know, her prince that she lost, that had made a transition. All right. So, again, Ms. Rowe, we, we thank you for... um taking the time to be on this show. We know uh, that I, I can't put myself in your shoes. I'm, I'm just here to pray for you. We're all here to pray for you. And uh, the uh, Olivier family, they are reaching out to you. The Arkansas Baptist College family, students up, the, up and down are, are reaching out to you as well. And so uh, we want you to uh, share what you entail, what you know. You know Davion more than anybody in this world. You know him. Okay, so definitely share with the audience here and keeping it 100 as much as you want to about your son, Davion Rowe. Okay. Um, as everyone knows, my son's life is cut short. Um, July 15th at exactly 9.50 p.m. He wasn't a gangbanger. He didn't hang in the streets. He didn't sell drugs. He done none of that. He chose a different path in life. He chose to go to school, graduate high school, 
and graduate college. And he could have left his city, but he went back. And he went back and taught at his elementary school, which which he, he graduated from. So with all of that being said, I'm just here and hoping I can help someone else. Yes, I'm a grieving mother. And this is a pain that no one, if you haven't lost a child, will understand. Yes, you are, you grieve because that was your friend, your cousin, but a mother's pain is a different type of pain in this situation. Just because you come from a, a black family does not mean you a man that you have to be out here gang banging, selling drugs, doing all that. It's the way out. I always told my kids they were triple threats. And they always asked me why. But I told them, one, you're black. Two, you're an educated black person. And three, because you're my baby. Mm. And he took that. They all took that. He, I have seven kids I've raised. I've born seven kids. And each one of them has a high school diploma. I have a trade. I'm waiting on my 18 month. She's about to be 18 next month. Mm-hmm. And she has Down syndrome. And she's about to be a senior high school this year. So I raised my kids close knit. When they were younger, they didn't have friends. They had each other. It was enough for them to have each other. I raised them. If mom or dad, you could take y'all are raising to take care of each other. Because I'm not going to be around all the time. But I want y'all to be okay with raising each other. Because y'all got a sister out here that's going to need all of y'all. And they all agreed on that. And that's how I raised them. And they take it with them along the way. And I have a set of twins. The girl twin graduated at 16 Mm -hmm. with a high school diploma and a CNA. His brother next to him is a pharmaceutical. Also, he graduated. And I was a single mom. Don't get me wrong. He, they had strong men figures in their family to raise them, to help guide them the right way. Yes, ma'am. But he came from a single family home. His dad died a year ago. His biological died a year ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I'm saying all this, y'all get an insight on how Davion was raised right. and how Davion became the man he is. Wrestling champion, he was a wrestler. Mm-hmm. He lost maybe one match. He brought his school achievements that they hadn't had in decades from his weight class. Mm-hmm. He used to play basketball football. He ran track. He played baseball. Smart. Good with his hands. Good at figuring out things. I'm not saying this because this is my child. I'm saying this because this is the truth about my child. I'm trying to not make my child look like he was all this and all that because he's passed. If he was living today, you would still hear the same stories from me because mm-hmm. this is the man he was. I'm not the type of mother that's going to sugarcoat anything about my kid. If they was in the street, they was in the street. If they was in and out of jail, they was in and out of jail. But that's not the case. 
Wow. You know, he wanted to do better. He, I asked all my kids when they were younger what she wanted to do. His answer never changed. I want to be a CEO of my own company. And I said, if that's what you want to do, you're going to be able to do it. He never got to do it because of the violence in the streets. They cut my baby life short. And that is, it is what it is. And I hope his death does not go in vain because this man it was here for 25 years. He's done more in 25 years than most people have done in a lifetime. He didn't waste his time. He was productive with his time. He wanted to get back to the black community. He was also a wrestling coach at um, his old high school. And he was a teacher to a lot of young people. Yes. And it was, I went to his balloon, one of his balloon releases yesterday. I mean, I'm looking at all these balloons going in the air, how many kids he touched. Not to mean the adults. Because they knew Davion as elementary because he was in school. He graduated from there. And then they know Davion is a co-worker, so they watched him grow. He was a goofy kid. He went from a goofy kid to a grown man that understood life. So I hope that it reaches somebody to understand. Just because you come from a black single family with a one mother, or it be one father, you don't have to turn to the streets. It's an outlet. It's called get your education. Fight with your education. You ain't got to be on the street gang-banging to be somebody. Yeah, it can be lonely. You'll get called geeks and nerds because he went through it all. But at the end of the day, you are going to be the one to live to see another day. Why? Because you're not hanging in these streets. You're not behind bars wasting your life away. You're doing something that's productive. It is a way out. It really is. We had and if I can do it with seven kids, I know a person can do it one or two. Us as a race, as black people, we can be lazy. Because we figure, oh, they gonna give me, give me, give me. You gotta get out here and get what you want. I don't get mad because, oh, Suzanne got a mansion. Suzanne got a nine-figure job. Suzanne went out there and got it. Mm -hmm. So if I want what the next person has, I gotta get up and get it. And that's how I raise them. You wanna get up and get it. Because they're not going to give it to you because you're Chiquita's son. Right. Or because you're David Haywood's son. They don't care who you are. The world would eat you up and spit you out and keep it moving. Tell me this, Miss Rowe. What did Davion like to cook? I know he liked to cook. What was his favorite meal that he liked to cook? Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> spaghetti. What did he like to put in the spaghetti? What made his recipe so good? I don't know. Well, he thought it was good, but it wasn't. But it, to him, it was a masterpiece. <laughs> But <laughs> 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 he thought it was a masterpiece. That's the Davion spaghetti. That, that's his dish. He's going to patent that dish. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. You know, I know uh, when you make spaghetti, you you think about your baby boy. He'll call mama, I'm making spaghetti. Just the biggest smile ever. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> And if he didn't know how to cook something, it was nothing for him to call me on the phone. Mm-hmm. Call you up to, and get To help him step back step like I was there. 
Yeah. yeah. And he was a very beyond amazing wrestler. I remember seeing a few matches and, you know, I would always ask the students to come, whether it's track or wrestling or basketball, I would at least try to come support to let them know that I care outside of the classroom too, you know? So right. definitely, uh, but, but he had a great name here. He still does have a great name here. And, um, you know, we are celebrating with you and we're mourning with you. And so, you. you know, like, like you said, uh, it, it doesn't stop here. He's made a transition, but, um, yep. you know, so let's see here. His siblings, you know, let them know that, you know, we're a phone call away. And uh, I'm sure that some of his old teammates and college mates here will be reaching out to you uh, according okay. to their own time and all that. And so uh, how can people reach out to you? I know you want to have some time to agree, but whenever you're ready to be able to communicate to the um, campus or to the students that want to oh. reach out to you and your family, what would you tell them to do? Um, they can actually text me personally. Okay. I will have them uh, do that. I will, I will make that known. And, and also the Olivier family uh, wants to speak to you and to let you know that they support you. They're going to be praying with you and, and there for you, of course. Mama Alma and Papa Joe and uh, their family lost their son. It'll be 10 years this September coming up. And uh, again, gun violence, black males, uh, despicable tragedies that we keep seeing. It's played out between 18 and 25 times a day. And uh, that's why I wanted you to come on to the show. And, and I'm grateful to God that you did because we want people to tell the correct narrative about our sons. And you're doing that. And so... Uh, Keep telling us some of the other positive things before we get off the radio, what Davion did at home or some of the things that he liked to do. Well, he likes to build things. He was liking it. And if your phone or and he was very savvy at putting stuff back together because he was always breaking the screen on his phone. So, you know, that's how to bad it. So he found the way to fix it. He'll order it with everything needed and he'll put it back together. Mm -hmm. At home... He was just Davion. He he was a bug. Davion was a bug. <laughs> and he he was a bug. <laughs> but he also let his siblings know no matter where he is and what he's doing, he's always a phone call away. Right. Like he's gonna be there. And he died doing what he loved to do. He always loved helping people. That's what he does. That was help. And his heart became his downfall in this situation. Mm -hmm. But he was happy. He's okay. Yep. And I had to come to grips with that my baby's in the... Actually, he's in a better place than we are. Because we still got to deal with the violence. Yes. The sicknesses. Everything. He has to deal with nothing. Yes. Basically, he's in a better place. Mm. Wow. You know. Wow. You know, he was a good, he was, his brothers and sisters actually looked up to him because he was the one that paid the way for him to get out. And with them seeing what he did, they went to do the same thing. Wow. And it's just like every, and, his, and it's sad because. His baby sister due to her down so she really don't understand. Right. And um, 
we got to find a way so she can understand. But, you know, it's just life. It hurts. Everybody like, you ain't broke down yet. It going to come. I got to be strong right now. Yes. And you will always, you know, have us. We're always a phone call away. And uh, before we leave off the show, I want to just give a light prayer to you and your family. Is that okay? Yes, it is. All right. Uh, Father God, in Jesus' name, we, we uh, just want to let Miss uh, Roe, Miss Shakita, and her family know that we are there. I'm there personally. Uh, all the other families here, we're there to support her. We're going to be praying and cheering for her. Please be with her during the times of grief, during the times that she's going through. And her life has changed forever. And we, I can't possibly fathomly understand what she's going through, Father God. But I want to be there, Father God, in spirit. Me and my wife and my family, we will be by her side. And, of course, the school, we support you. And uh, we just want to, this prayer goes out to her and her family, but to all the ones who have lost sons today because black males are being killed 18 to 25 every day. And uh, they don't have this platform that you've given uh, Miss Rowe. And uh, we thank Arkansas Baptist College. We thank uh, the radio station here. And, uh, of course, we thank Mrs. Rowe for having her heart in the place to be able to communicate about her son, her baby boy, Mr. Davion Edward Rowe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Miss Rowe, we're going to communicate with you further, but uh, we're going to end this show right now on that note. And uh, God bless you and your family. And uh, we know we're still going to communicate in the future. And thank you for reaching out. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Same to you. All right, everyone, that's the end of our show. And uh, we're going to keep it 100 moving forward. We'll listen to it next week. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100 with Dory, the show designed to create positive attitudes and come up with solutions to stop the violence in the community. Join us every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. We'll see you next week.